Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Stand for this morning's gospel reading. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God and I will also write on them my new name. The second reading is from Luke 10, verses 17 through 20. The 22 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He I am Satan, fall like lightning. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Man, the dolls must really go for you. Can you teach me that? <laughs> Golly, Bob, howdy. Oh, shut up. You know, in a couple of days, everything will be just the way it was. They'll see. They'll see. I'm still Andy's favorite toy. Say there, lizard and stretchy dog. Let me show you something. It looks as though I've been accepted into your culture. Your chief, Andy, inscribed his name on me. Wow! With permanent ink, too! Now, you got a promise to take good care of these guys. They mean a lot to me. What? Why am I alive? <gasps> you are a toy. Jesse, Ham, Buzz, Bo, Rex, Potato Head. Hey, watch it. Aw, oh, Sheriff Woody always coming to the rescue. You've got a wanted to play it again. <laughs> so, 1995, I told you this last week, Pixar Studios began something that would captivate audiences from all over after they produced this first full-length computer animated film turned into a movie series, something that they didn't actually plan for at the very beginning. 
You see, Toy Story was born, and with it were the lovable characters of Woody and Buzz, Rex, Bo Peep, and so many others. In the second installment, we're introduced to some of these characters like Jesse, Bullseye, and the Prospector, as well as the evil owner of the toy barn, Al. The movie franchise teaches us so much about who we are and what life is all about. So let's find out what today's lesson will be for us. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we come striving to hear your word. And so God, I ask that that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, that they would be your words for your people, your message for your people. All this I ask in Jesus' name, amen. I feel like one of the like one of the main reasons that this movie speaks to our hearts is because it reflects our lives. I mean, the situations and the feelings that the toys face are the ones that, that we face at some point in our lives. We all face these things. You see, the toys are really kind of a mirror, a mirror into our own lives. They shine a light into the human condition. To our condition. And this is, this is why last week's message about insecurity hit home for some of you. I heard from some who shared their insecurities about and, and how this series is helping them find themselves. I mean, if you remember, I spoke to you about two ways of overcoming your insecurities. The first was to overcome it with love. Love God, love neighbor, love yourself, love your enemies. And when you do that, your relationships change and insecure feelings begin to just fade away. The second one was to find your security in God. Find your security in God. Be secure in who you are as, bo- as a beloved child of God. Remember that you are chosen by God for great things and you have been given spiritual gifts to use. You are special. You are loved. There is no insecurity in this image of ourselves. If that is where you truly put your worth. In this this second installment of our series, we're going to focus a little on Toy Story 2, the second movie, although this theme actually begins in the first movie. I I wonder, how many people have watched Toy Story? All right, good. I was thinking, maybe I should ask a question. How many watched Toy Story very recently, like as we began this series? Okay, there's a couple, all right. Uh, I thought at one point that maybe when we did this, we should probably have like movie nights and actually show the movie so that everybody can see this. But... uh, so I didn't show a clip about this. It actually was in the, the intro video uh, from the first movie. But Andy, see, the little boy from, from Toy Story, always does something with his toys. And when they're his toys, he writes his name on the bottom of the foot of his toys. Woody has his, the name on his. And in the middle of the first movie, Buzz gets marked from Andy as well. Hold on to that for a moment because we're going we're gonna to come back to it soon. As we begin the second movie, something happens to Woody that's going to play an integral part of his life in this season. You see, while Andy is playing with him, Woody's arm rips. 
And something strange happens when his arm rips. Andy feels like he can't play with him anymore. More importantly, he's not going to take Woody on his annual trip to cowboy camp that particular year. You see, Woody is damaged goods. He's damaged goods. And in the Toy Story world, if you get damaged, there are usually three options for you. You could get shelved, where you are placed high upon a shelf, never to be played with again. Or worse yet, you could make it into the 25-cent yard sale box that makes it out to the street, or worse yet, even the trash. When bad things happen, when we get knocked down or ripped up or life damages us, do we lose our value? Do you ever think at some point that you might get shelved or sold to the lowest bidder? Maybe you feel like no one could love you if they knew everything about you. Can I remind you about so many people that Jesus encountered during his ministry? All of the broken people that needed healing, all of the broken people that needed reconciliation. These were people who were social outcasts, living on the edges of society. Jesus knew their sacred worth, and he came to offer healing and new life. So Woody gets his arm ripped, and then he gets placed on the shelf. And while he's on the shelf, he realizes that there's another toy up there that got shelved a long time ago. His name was Wheezy. Wheezy was a squeaky penguin that lost his squeaker. And so they stuck him on a shelf. And then the worst thing that can happen is mom comes in and throws Wheezy in the 25-cent box and goes out to the yard sale. During a daring rescue of this fellow toy of Wheezy from the garage sale, Woody finds himself toy-napped by Al, evil Al from the toy barn. But you see, Al doesn't want to play with Woody. He's a collector. He's more interested in selling him as part of a, of a complete collection of Woody's Roundup gang, which is Woody and Bullseye and Jesse and the Prospector. In order to do that, Woody will need to be repaired. So I want you to take a look at a clip that I have for you on Woody getting repaired. So uh, how long is this going to take? You can't rush art. for display only. You handle him too much. So notice at the end of the clip, the toy repairman paints over Andy's name on Woody's boot. It's one of the last things he does. 
Woody always knew whose toy he was. He knew that he belonged to Andy, but things were changing for him as the prospector begins to fill his head with false narratives. He tells Woody that Andy will grow up and lose interest in him. And Woody starts to think that that maybe it would be better to leave Andy behind. I I wonder if you have a prospector in your life. Do you have that person or persons who who keep trying to influence you against your beliefs or wanting you to walk away from the things that you know? Maybe it's not a person. Maybe there are other things in your life which try to cover up the name that is written on your heart. It might be addictions. It might be pain. It might be work or pride or, or the desire to be something that you are not. Each time we walk away from the plan that God has for our lives, it becomes like like a light coat of paint covering up God's name that is written on each and every one of us. Every time we walk away from God, every time we go against what is right and good, every time we say something that we shouldn't do or do something that we regret, it's another stroke of the paintbrush. It's trying to cover that name that has been inscribed on us from the very beginning. How many coats of paint are on you? How many coats do you have that have been painted over that name? We also need to realize, though, that, that this paint also comes from others. We have experienced people in our lives who try to tell us that we're not good enough, that people don't like us, and that we'll never achieve our goals. They tell us that we're not worthy. And as they do, another coat of paint goes over that name. Again, how many coats of paint are on you? But here's a little secret. God's name just like Andy's name on Woody's painted foot, is still within us. Sometimes all it takes is just a little bit of cleaning and a little bit of scraping, yes, Kimberly, scraping of paint to uncover that divine name that is within us. i got another clip for you here. Go ahead. Woody. you got troubles, well, I've got them too. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am, bigger and stronger too, maybe, but none of them will ever love you the way I do. It's me and you, boy, and as the years go by, our friendship will never die. You're gonna see... What am I doing? Buzz! Wait! Wait! Woody, where are you going? You're right, Prospector. I can't stop Andy from growing up. But I wouldn't miss it for the world. No! Buzz! Yes? Yes? I'm coming with you! 
Wait, 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 wait. I'll be back in just a second. Let it go, cowboy. Hey, you guys. Come with me. What? Andy will play with all of us. I know it. Woody, I, I, I don't know. I... Wouldn't you give anything just to have one more day with Emily? Come on, Jesse. This is what it's all about. To make a child happy. And you know it. Bullseye, are you with me? Good boy. Prospector, how about you? Woody, Woody comes to the realization that he has strayed so far from home. He was sold a bag of lies about who he should be. The words from the prospector told him that he was not worthy to be called Andy's toy and that he should become a museum piece, something for observation only. But then, while watching that TV clip, Woody remembers that his true purpose is to bring joy to a child's life just by being a toy. When he realizes this, he looks at the bottom of his boot and scrapes off the paint to reveal Andy's name. The name never left him. It just laid below the surface. And so, too, for all of us. The divine name never leaves us. It's always inscribed on our hearts. It's a name that tells us that we have sacred worth. It's a divine purpose and a divine ownership. We belong to God. When we're baptized, we hear the words that we belong to God, that we belong to a family and a community of a church. We are a beloved child of God, and that is a name that is written on all of our hearts. It's written on your heart. We got introduced here in that last clip to a couple of Andy's new toys, a couple of new toys that that made it into Andy's room. And so as we conclude this second installment of Toy Story, they receive a new name as well. And so go ahead and play that last clip. Well, what do you know? Yay! Oh, Bullseye, we're part of a family again. Uh, Ma'am, I, uh, um, well, I just want to say you're a bright young woman with a beautiful yarn full of hair. A hair full of yarn. It's, uh, oh, um, I must go. Well, aren't you the sweetest face toy I ever met? What's that? Bark, bark. Uh, this fellow says he needs to go out back for a little private time. That critter needs help. <laughs> so Bullseye and Jesse have been given this new name. They are new members of the family of Andy's toys. They belong, they matter, and they are worthy to be part of that community. Isn't that a beautiful picture? There was a man who asked his father for his inheritance, and after receiving it, spent all of his time and money recklessly until it was all gone. And while he lay in a bottomless pit, maybe looking at the bottom of his sandal, 
realizing the family that he came from, and he desired to return. When he gets back home, his father runs out to him, wraps his arms around him, and welcomes him home. And among the things that happen, one jumps out at me today, that the son is given a family ring to wear. This is a signifying measure of a name, of who he is and what family he belongs to. So one last thing. During the time when Woody was realizing who he was, he had a little help. Sure, the TV clip helped, but just before that, what we didn't see was Buzz trying to remember who he was and who he belonged to. We need those people in our lives who remind us of who we are and whose we are. Do you have someone in your life that is like a Buzz Lightyear to remind you of who you are? Maybe it's, maybe it's your pastor. Maybe it's a, a spouse. Or maybe it's a grandmother or a grandfather or maybe just a close friend. We need these people to help us, to help us when we've gone too far away from, from our divine purpose. We need reminders to help us to return to God. Brothers and sisters, when we return to God, we too receive that ring back. We uncover that name that has been painted over time and time again. It is that name, that divine name that is inscribed on our hearts. Do you know whose name is written on your heart? Do you know whose name is written on your soul today? Do you need to scrape a little paint off and remember who you belong to, that you are a beloved child of God? Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we hear messages where we are challenged to remember, to remember who we are and to remember whose we are. Because, God, we are a beloved child of yours. We are called and gifted by you to do great things. But God, that normally happens only when we know who we are and we can proclaim that, that divine purpose to the world around us. And so help us to clear off all of the stuff that is, that is cluttering our lives, that is covering up that name that you have written on us. Help us to know who we are. Remind us once again that we are a beloved child of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. And so as we go forth from the place, go forth knowing who you are that you are a beloved child of God and that divine name is inscribed right on your hearts. And it is something that never goes away. It might get covered up, but that name is always within you. All we have to do is remember, go back to that old rugged cross, offer those prayers of confession and just wipe all of that other stuff off to reveal that divine name one more time. And to go knowing that the love of God the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.